Welcome to episode 110 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse. And with me, as always, is Corrine. Hello. Hi, Steve. So today we are, we've been sort of backing backwards and forwards with this one for the last couple of days, actually. For the last couple of years. Yeah. (laughs) We've, we've christened this one the Ray Blake episode. <laughs> it's who's an homage to our colleague. Yeah, who's Ray Blake? Who is Ray Blake? Steve? Who is Ray Blake? Who is yeah. he? he runs his own website called My Life All in One Place, or as I like to call it, My Life All Over the Place, <laughs> which is cruel. I should not think of that. But you might think, well, what's, what's all that about? So... How many of you use multiple things for organising your daily life? Kareem? Me, me. Pick me. Pick me. <laughs> I use multiple things. I have multiple planners and digital devices. I have little sticky notes and things that don't make sense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah. So... We've been thinking, I, I, and I'm just as guilty of this. I, for many years now, um, had sort of off-the-cuff type tasks to do in a particular week, always written in the planner, because there's no point in getting a computer up and running just to enter this one-off task that's going to be there and gone and the following day or whatever. And so I used the planner purely for writing things in as I think of them sort of things. I don't forget them. And then for the more routine things, maybe it's every week or every month or some oddball things that are every three months or nine months or every year or something like that, I have um, electronic reminders for. No matter what software it is, it's just an electronic reminder and that was seemed to be fine, except I started to notice a few holes in the in the this ideology, as it were, uh, recently, where electronic reminders suddenly pop up, and you think, "Whoa, I hadn't realised it was six months or so since I last did that, or or whatever." And Right. I'd not planned for that to do that this week. And so you think, oh, no, panic. Well, because it's sat in another place, right? It's yeah. not your life in one place. It's your life in all over the place, as you said. And it's a little bit of slice of life here in the planner and a little slice in the digital life and a little slice on this thing because it looked good at the moment. And then before you know it, you're getting reminders for things that you coming are completely you unaware or have no visibility on, no. but they're coming down the pipeline. That's yep. the problem with separate separate now, um, locations. Okay, most of these things can give you just like a, an itemized list or like a schedule sort of list or an agenda list of all your tasks in sort of date order, some of them. Uh, and I don't want to get into the, the what's the, which is the best electronic task organizer and all the rest of it because there's just so many of them out there and you can only there's only so much to life to actually you know try these things out (laughs) but right um i i sort of recently had a a sort of 
mad spell and I couldn't work out I had I put this into the electronic organizer which was to Steve do something computer. on a Sunday <laughs> so think of this Sunday then I wanted it to happen on a Wednesday but not the the next Wednesday the Wednesday after that so sort of 10 11 days time something like that and then it would happen on the Sunday again 10 11 days time after that except it didn't work it was popping up reminders all over the place and I'm thinking what's wrong with this and of course it's because that interval isn't equal when you go from the Sunday to the Wednesday and then the Wednesday to the Sunday is not equal right Right. So, of course, to combat this damn thing, <laughs> I ended up setting up two reminders at three-week intervals, one for Sundays and one for Wednesdays. And that solved right. the problem. They always then appear on the right day. And I'm thinking, this doesn't need to be this complicated. Right. So I then thought, right, enough. And I actually... Look got up on the screen my scheduled reminders that were going to be coming up in the next month, and I transferred them into my planner <laughs> on the relevant days of the right. week. And look, the only thing with that, Steve, which is why I stopped initially and why I also use a digital planner for that, is that there really is no reminder or alert prior to the day that you've inputted mm. it to your into your planner unless you set up a reminder to look at your reminder. planner for the day or the week prior the item is due. <laughs> you can see where this is going, folks, because it just gets monumental and your phone or computer or whatever it is you use starts binging at you at all sort of hours of the day. Right. To remind you of the reminder of the reminder. <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know. I, I thought I was being clever by including my annual and monthly reminders into a digital format. Mm. And I thought, look at me, clever little me. I've got this going on. Nothing will stop me now because my planner is meant to hold my appointments and my plans and I can organize my thoughts and have a brain dump on there and not have to think about these things because the digital reminders will remind me. Well, sure enough, as I was telling you prior to this recording, Steve, I had just paid off a credit card and five minutes later, I got an announcement saying that there was a $290 expense on it and I hadn't <laughs> bought anything in the five minutes prior to paying it off. That, that was so kind so, of you to buy that for me. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome um so i said okay i realized it was work expense that comes up annually it's mm. it's a website cost and i i knew about it but it was it wasn't on my visibility list right so digitally it was correct right it came up and said hey today you're gonna owe form stack this much money that's great but that doesn't help my wallet or budgeting plans mm. when I'm trying to sort things out a month prior. So having said that, I think Steve and I are in agreement that what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep it in the in the digital planner, but I'm also going to have reminders for that the month prior in my analog planner and then the day of in my analog planner. 
I'm, what? What's the... <laughs> I'm not going to remove the the digital reminders because the nice thing about them is is once you've cleared the thing, it automatically then calculates right. when the next one's going to be. Well, that was the whole point of the in. digital planner, wasn't it? So that you're not doing extra entries. Mm. It understands your needs and it serves you. Yeah. So <laughs> in, in that sense, it works well. And then I can then look when I do my next sort of sit down in two or three weeks time or whatever, I'll then have the next set of dates to transfer right. in. But the beauty of me having everything on the paper planner is my um, week on two pages uh, plan with stuff on for appointments on the left, and tasks on the right, is I leave the thing open on my desk so it always has visibility. It's never away. It's always yeah. there. So I've got everything in one place. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. And so I think then the I idea is to have like i've always said now i've got to follow my own advice is to have digital be the backup to the analog not the main planning system because once you have the analog set up the digital can make sure that you're keeping on track of things that you're trying to track right if there's a monthly expense or an annual expense that comes up and you don't want to have to think about it until 11 months prior to the payment of that expense, mm. then it, to me it would make sense. Of course, I didn't think about this then because I wasn't, I wasn't thinking, right? I just thought, oh, this is due on this day. I'll just enter the due day so that I don't forget about payment. Mm. But I didn't think about planning for budgeting. Payment mm. and budgeting are two separate things. So now I've got to include budgeting in this thought process. And this is why it takes time to create a system. This is why we mm. say don't give up if you're struggling with it. You've just got to push through mm. these obstacles and see what's what's going on. For that sort of thing, for for budgeting of known sort of regular expenses, a simple list of, or a, a simple calendar or something that puts yeah. in when payments are due what type of payment and, and you know the approximate amount and just lay it out as you know just wh which months and what days or something you know a very right. simple chart really would do the trick wouldn't well it? it wasn't it wasn't something i was focusing on i was focusing mm. on other things it wasn't right so it was just sort of this thoughtlet that i had yeah. one day that said oh let me put down in digital terms um, who I owe on what day so mm. that I don't forget. That was the initial thought. I don't want to forget these payments. Mm. And then now that's, uh, you know, tr sort of become a little bit more sophisticated in thought in that not only do I not want to forget these payments, but I want to include them in my annual budgeting. And then probably the next step after that will be, well, how much expenditure is going out every month versus what profit we're making every month and so on. Mm. And so that's how you begin. I think that's how I begin to develop anyway, what the various tabs are in my planner. So going back to Ray Blake's ideas, because he's had quite a few of them. And I think Steve will post the links to the ones that we found interesting. But I mm. really, really like his observation on how wallets really haven't changed in the last mm. 50 years or so. If you look at a wallet, a components of the wallet, they're mm. pretty much the same thing. And I absolutely refuse to carry a wallet 
like a standard traditional wallet because to me it doesn't make sense when I'm spending money or I'm doing things that involve going out and tra having transactions. The transactions are something that probably need to be recorded somewhere. Mm. So why don't I have paper and writing implement mm. in the same place where I'm conducting these transactions? To me, I can only have a planner as a wallet. I, I can't. It, to me, I tried. I really tried, and I feel like there's something missing. I've tried going back to a traditional planner. It doesn't work. Um, and inevitably, as Ray says, there's bits of receipts that are just bulging and notes and things and interactions with people and transactions and gas receipts and all sorts of things that need to be taken into account. And instead of having this bulging wallet that is filled with where your money went, why not have the actual setup in place where your receipts can go and you can keep track of things and you're not at the mercy of once a week or once a month having to dump out this, uh, you know, macabre <laughs> list of papers that have now died in at the bottom of your handbag or whatever it is you carry them in. So I, I really love Ray for saying that. And I think once I did, I think I switched sometime in 2013. Yeah, 2013 or 14, I switched over into a, a personal size planner and I do switch from personal size for wallet to a pocket size mm. every so often when I want to go lighter if I feel like I've gotten my papers a little bit more in order and it really depends on the planning system I'm using so if I have a planning system that's following me around then I tend to have a smaller wallet a pocket size wallet if I don't have a planning system that's following me around like if I'm in my b5 in my desk fax as I am these days I usually have a larger wallet to make sure that it's covering up um, the paperwork that's coming in because inevitably there's paperwork coming in, right? Steve, do you find that as a, as yeah, a man? Or do you have just as many receipts as women do, don't you? With stuff that's going on, um, not only sort of, um, sort of receipts or um, sort of, I'm trying to think what they're called now. Nobody's going to know what it is in French. <laughs> when well, you send, when you dispatch notes and things like that, when you take something to the post office, they give you right. a receipt of postage effectively and a tracking right. number and all all the sure. associated bits on it, sort of thing. Um, I end up gathering loads of those things over the period of a few months, and I, I end up sticking them on the wall because there is a time mm -hmm. delay between the thing arriving, isn't there? So you've got to keep that sure. to hand, and then. Once in a while, I'll I'll take them all off the wall, sort through them. Yeah, that one's that one's arrived. That one's arrived. That's one, right? and then shred them. <laughs> well, that's one thing that we've all been dealing with since we've all been home so much mm. is actually dealing with the post and having things sent out or having things mm. brought in, and being able to keep track of orders and being able to get your head wrapped around what your expenses are versus what your income mm. is and all of that stuff. I think is important. Um, is there another system that you could have that would be like a planner version of that? I would think that's easily transcribable onto a sheet of paper. I could actually but put it into a section, but it's it's sort of so infrequent that... Oh, okay. If it was more frequent, yeah. I would, what I would do is I'd punch holes in that, mm. see what size paper it is, fold it, punch holes, and keep a section of yeah. only orders. How do you know, Steve, when... Because obviously, I think that's... The goal for a lot of the planner verse out there is to have 
a planning system where their lives are all in one place. Ideally, that would be tremendous. But I know you and I have gotten into uh, nice laughing fits over at the 50 millimeter rings and being able to wheel this planner around. If you want everything to fit in there, you're really not going to get there. So what's I, what's the solution? I think is for me is when you hit up a, upon a problem like I had the other week where this thing wasn't, you know, fitting in. It was remi- coming up with reminders, but on right. the wrong days. And I'm thinking, what's gone wrong here? So when you do find a sort of simple, straightforward solution to doing things is to try it out. Right, I'm going to try this out for the next month or two. And does that solve the problem? Or does it make it worse? Or is it so much better? Do I continue this, you know, for longer? Or do I change it in some subtle way? That's uh, another thing that... I like to try and do when I do any of these changes is to not just sort of write it has to be this way it can't change no right can this be improved upon am I and am I going to continue doing it this way or not or did it not work scrap it go back to as we were before the way I'm feeling at the moment I'm most probably going to continue because I've been able to sort of jot in things on specific days when I'm, you know, going to need reminding about things up until around about the end of May, uh, end of April, beginning of May so far. So I'm sort of in the next two months, if you like, and I will take it from there, really. Um, But it's certainly helped um you know i now look at my planner and thinking gosh i've got a lot to do but it's no more than what i would have had before it's just that i can actually see these things now whereas i couldn't before they were hidden you've actually inspired me yeah they were hidden you've actually inspired me to try that in my planner because Mm. i'm using a b5 size and as you know filofax only do the week on two pages vertical uh, vertical columns and which is fun for me because i like to color code what i'm doing around the day and the week and i can quickly see in my week what i've done what i'm going to do as a result of this conversation steve is i'm going to experiment with different notations or sticky notes or color codings at the tops and bottoms of the pages to see if I can keep track of expenses that are coming up in in next weeks or months. A a sort of another variation on this idea, if you like, is if you don't like sort of writing some of these routine things into your normal planner, use a sticky note with the details of whatever it is you want to do. change the towels or you know change the bed Mm. and literally having done the task you literally then move it to the next time slot and then well i do have that with my menu items actually so we have a rotating two-week menu that i prepare and so i ask bobby where he wants what 
what he wants to eat mm. on what day, and then I just move those around. They're on the little, you know, sign here, the yeah. post-it notes that are signed here. They're translucent. Mm. So it allows me to see what's underneath it mm. while I'm still seeing what I need to write on it. I'm going to give that a go. I'm also, I'd like to address the question of the can you have a planner all with your life in one place? And I think you can. I think when it starts getting past 30 millimeter rings, <laughs> you've got to question whether the thing that you're carrying around with you or have in the planner is something that's going to be affecting your life in the next six months to a year. If it's not, then can it have its own planner? And I think this is where I've seen this question come up a lot on Philofaxy, actually, mm. is where people show or display their multitude of planners. And inevitably, there's a question that comes up that says, well, do you use all of them? And it's it kind of, I don't know, I really don't know the reaction to that is kind of weird on my end because I feel like, well, do you ask that about people's shoes or do you ask that about people's coats or do you ask that about people's, you know, trousers? Like, it's just you may not be using them all at once. You're not wearing six trousers all at once, but they each serve a different purpose. So I would think that for me, for example, I have my calendar, I have my plans, I have my brain dump, and I have, now I'm probably going to have a finance section probably that makes sense to me. <laughs> but it would seem to me that if I'm going to include, let's say, house maintenance items, mm. I can have a planner that's just for the house because I don't need to be carrying that around with me every day. If I need to reference it, I can just jump go home and reference mm. it. It's not going to be causing the collapse of my life if yeah. I don't have this information. Especially if the contents of that section, book, whatever it is, yeah. are only ever carried out in the location where you keep it. Correct, correct. No point in hauling the thing to your office or school and right. uh, or wherever just to keep it in the one book you know there is there yeah. is an alternative and but what i will sort of say in sort of defense or against that if you like is if there is something that you need um to bring to your attention in your normal everyday planner you put a note to reference to refer to that other book if there is such a thing. Yes, that's called cross-referencing yeah. in the real world. And, uh, you know, I, I really like the idea. I, I also used to, when I had a lot more information going in my life, I have less now. But what I would do is I would scan the pages into Evernote. My planner pages would get scanned into mm -hmm. Evernote. And I would have a keyword search capability of what I'm looking for. Mm. So maybe my house maintenance was four pages long and I didn't want to have to carry that in my daily planner. But if I needed information off of there, I could use digital mm. to back me up in my analog. I still feel, and I agree with Ray on this and I agree with you on this because you and I have discussed this many times. I still feel having an analog planner is the quickest way to access information. It, it absolutely, yeah. But well, Steve's pointing to his head, and I'm assuming yeah. it's because he means he's got brains in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Why? Yeah, Steve. It helps you remember. It activates your RAS, the reticular activating system. When you write physically write something down, your brain creates a topographic map of where this item has been written. And I can't say enough about it. I really would rather have a heavy planner than uh, and a slim phone or whatever device that I'm using as my calendar mapping system because I cannot tell when you look at a phone and you hold it up you can't tell based on how thick or thin that phone is how much information it's carrying mm. that's digital you, it has an on off mm. switch um, whereas with a planner you can tell just by looking at it how much information or available information mm. it can store potential information and so I agree with Ray on this one. I agree with you. And I really think that people who are considering whether they should go digital or analog should consider both. I really, mm. It's not an either or. I really think because I love my app, the routines mm. app I was telling you about. I love that thing. It's fantastic. And the only thing it was born to do was to remind people of what to do on what day. Yearly, monthly, weekly, daily, hourly. That's it. That's it. That's all it does. Mm. And if I don't, like, as you said, if I have something that's getting inputted once a week or once a month, I don't want to have to repeat myself by writing it down. But I do see the sense now of taking time at the beginning of the month or whenever you want to have a massive review and inputting the digital data into mm. the analog planner. Because to me, that kind of allows your brain to process mm. what's coming up ahead in the next few weeks or months. Yeah, it's... A fact of being in control, I think, not letting it control Indeed. you. Indeed. Um, and that's the thing. Like when I have inputted information into my digital calendar, I really don't know what's there until I print it out. Mm. Even though I'm looking right at it, it could be on the biggest, widest, most high definition mm. screen ever. But on Crapovision, if I want to have like a regular printout, <laughs> I'm still going to get more dynamic interaction with a piece of paper mm. than I am even with a tablet that I can write on. It's still more dynamic because I cannot pick up the, the slice of data that's on there and carry it around with me unless I carry the, plant, the, the tablet with me. Whereas with a piece of paper, I can fold it up and stick it in my pocket. There's something so... Um, Sim, I, you know, is simple about it, but I was going to go back to what you said earlier, Steve, is that the simple solutions are often the best ones. Mm. I think people overcomplicate their systems. That's why they end up getting over 30 mm. millimeter um, size mm. rings is because they think I need this and I need that and I did it. Everything needs to get piled in there. And oftentimes, if you look at it, sometimes you just need to create a separate planner mm out of what you think might need to go into your daily planner. And in that, maybe you need to create separate tabs as well. If you've got more than five sheets on a certain subject, I say that's my rule for, you know, getting your own tab. That's how you know the device needs um, more information there, and categorization. The other thing is, is the, the, the different, if you are going to use more than one, they don't necessarily all have to be the same size. It obviously gives you the... The ability to transfer stuff between them easier. Sure. But, you know, if it's just something that keeps sort of um, details of um, your health records or things that you do for your car or family or whatever, uh, sometimes a smaller um, organizer size or planner size will work you know perfectly for that sort of thing it'll slot into a little slot in the car if it's going to be only used in the car for instance 
Or right. if you have to carry the thing around, of course, there's always the compromise of, well, how big a bag am I going to need to haul the thing around? And, well, and then detractors of this argument would say that that's not your life all in one place. No. It's your life all over the place. But I think what needs to happen in this conversation is we need to define what your life is. Mm. What is your life composed of such that you can carry bits and pieces of it around in one place? Mm. So, for example, the fuel levels on my car and the mileage that it's getting versus, you know, all of that is not going to make or break my life. It's something that if the car went up in flames, I really couldn't care less. It's 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 not an issue for me. But it's important for me once a year during tax time mm. to be able to go through and see where, you know, where I'm at with this. So, I would say you have to really uh curate you have to curate where your life is at and be able to come up with the categories that really make up your life. So automobile might be a category, but is it the category or a category that absolutely needs to take up space walking around with you every day? I, I would suggest not, but it's again, it's up to you. Now, if you were a professional driver, if you were a limousine driver or a chauffeur mm. or something like that, perhaps that would be a certain part of mm. my life. So I would urge everyone, and that's why I color code, I would urge everyone listening to try and come up with the categories that make up your life and see if you can adjust your thoughts so that they can fit into those categories. And if you find that you're struggling with something that doesn't have a category, doesn't know where it fits, maybe it needs to have its own tab or planner mm. consider it just consider it what would you say steve i think there's there's so many ways of slicing this that we could go on forever and ever but i think um we've we've covered certainly covered the key things on the topic and i will certainly i'll run through those links that i shared with you and include those as sort of key ones um in the show yeah. notes and what have you because yeah. A lot of people think of Ray, and to a certain lesser extent, I suppose myself, as only do, be the, being the, the person for doing the diary inserts. Well, no. Mm. Ray's blog started back in about 2010, 2011, or somewhere around about then. Mm -hmm. And when you go back in time to some of his early posts, he dealt with a lot of these things in quite a lot of detail back in sort of 2011 2012 and there's lots with of with brilliant... immense integrity and honesty might i'd say yeah. he presented them yeah. in a way that they, he was being confronted mm. with them and i really really want to honor him and acknowledge him for the co contributions he's made mm. to the community and the kind of content that he's produced mm. that allows us to think back on it today and still have it be a relevant conversation yeah. just as much as yeah. it is it and, was then and today. continues to contribute as well am i hasten to yes yes so yeah. where can we find you on the interwebs you can't. I'm hiding. Oh, right, you can't right. find me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at throatpunchresumes.com and um, where else? Planarology and making bunny ears at Steve at Falafuxy. <laughs> where can we find you, Steve? You'll find me in the usual place of falafuxy.com, travelersnotebooktimes.com, and Mr. Falafuxy on the Instagrams. So don't forget, folks, if you've enjoyed the, our ramblings today, don't forget to like this subscribe to it and share it.